Hey, welcome back to Faith Beats, a podcast from First Presbyterian Church in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'm your host, Reverend Mark Marez. And I am your co-host, Reverend Kayla Johnson. Kayla, this is our final episode of season one. <laughs> what a time it has been. You're right. It's been a time. As you may have noticed, we opened this episode differently because this is a different episode. <laughs> We've had lots of uh, unique experiences this first season, and Kayla, you have carried us <laughs> for a large majority of our time. My first question goes to you, because mm-hmm. our only guest today is Kayla. It's just me and you. <laughs> it's just us. This is wild. This, I, I guess we did do uh, we did do uh, an episode during the season of Lent. Yeah, and then we did the introduction. With the introduction, so we're bookending it. Yeah, you're right. There we go. Kayla, what's the highlights for you of this first season of Faith Beats? I mean, there are plenty of good things that probably happened during this episode, but I mean, there's also a lot of funny things that have happened <laughs> while we've Ooh. tried to record. For most of you that don't know, Mark and I are brand new to the podcasting world, and so we are a learn-as-you-go group, and I think the funniest thing about us recording together is that we know each other well enough that we can, can sense what each other's thinking, and often, Mark just pauses, <laughs> and it's not a quick, you know, five seconds and you, you write back on it. It's like a good 30 seconds, and it just stops everything, or he just breaks out in laughter. <laughs> These these are the things that happen. I don't know if any of y'all ever experienced this, but there's a moment where I sometimes just like, my brain goes (laughs) in like 50 different ways all at once. And I'm like, oh. Nah. It's it's rough. It's rough. It's just you. But we manage, and our guests have been very gracious. So when we started this podcast, there were two goals. Number one, we wanted to create space for questions about faith, and life and number two we wanted to invite other folks from the first press community and to enter into this space as well to both answer and wrestle with those questions but also really just to to get to know them to get to hear a little bit more about who they are and the idea is that through these conversations we'd get to the heart about why faith matters to different people and as a result since each of us carries certain particularities the answers would be different so kayla (laughs) Today, you are on this, are in the spotlight. Ooh. And so we're going to be thinking and talking tonight about transitions. I mean, do we have to? Like, <laughs> not talk yes. about it? That'd be great. <laughs> so for those of you who may or may not know, Reverend Kayla Johnson has been here at First Press for the past two years as a resident minister, but now she is leaving us. So Kayla. What's it been like for you as a resident during this time? Well, I mean... Especially, this is a weird time where you've had COVID, so... uh. So most people who are listening know that First Pres has had a resident ministry program for 20 years. I am in the 10th group of residents. Um, Wow. (laughs) And so it is something that has always been done here. Um, But people's perception is that I have missed out on something that would have been great, or I have um, definitely missed an opportunity to do some of those things. But for me, rather, I think of this time as actually being more of a teaching moment than it would have been, uh, because you have to do things differently. You have to think creatively about how you're going to do church and how you're going to do it from home. 
Um, learning about how to figure out what's truly important. You know, we have yes. all been living in between what the church wants and what it needs for the last 18 months, but we still haven't quite figured out how to balance the two because we want to be together. We want to have all of these things that we've normally had, you know, air quotes normally had, <laughs> but that's, that's not what we get. And so I think my time has taught me how to, you know, one, be creative, but two, how to make sure that tradition is still tradition. Mm. So, so that's what I would say about my time. That's good. That's good. Those are questions that, uh, you know, even outside of COVID are very important and, and questions that we probably should probably sit with a little bit more often than we do. You're right. I think first, let me preface this by saying like anything that comes out of COVID doesn't take away from the pain and the heartache and, True. you know, the tough experiences that many families have had to experience and many people themselves have had to walk through. But, you know, it also has, in many ways, forced us to ask different questions. Mm. That otherwise, you know, you get into yeah. a routine and, you know, it, maybe, right. we just, maybe we Do just don't need things. to ask that. Doing the same thing over and over. Before you try to spotlight me, Mark, what has it been like for you as a youth pastor trying to do things in this time? It's been tough. It's been tough, i be honest with you. Um the kids have been great. You know, when we had to do the shutdown the week before, literally the Sunday before, I think the shutdown happened on a Friday. Yeah. That Sunday that preceded that, we had a church lock-in, all youth lock-in at the church. <laughs> and I preached that morning. You know, Sunday morning was crazy. And, you know, it was a great time with our youth. And the next thing you know, we were in quarantine. Mm. And we jumped right onto Zoom. Our kids jumped right in and... Uh, young people just kind of said let's do this and try to stay connected and we managed and you know there's certain things that we did over the time that I'm really uh, I look back on and I'm really grateful that we spent the time and energy and really we're able to you know continue to form relationships and continue to talk and wrestle with faith and life and you know the challenges that everything was was rising up in our young people but I also look back and I'm like, ah, I wish I would have done a, little, you know, a few things differently. <laughs> like we probably could have done a few more out, you know, in-person outdoor gatherings. And it's just, it's just, you didn't know, right? I think a lot of it was we were, we're still learning in the moment of what was happening and what we can and can't do and trying to figure that out. One of the other challenges is that I'd only been here for about six months. So like <laughs> it, it was, you know, it, there was a moment in the fall, I think it was September, where I walked down into the youth space for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and I was like, man, normally I'd be getting this already for like Sunday or, yeah. you know, doing something, planning something special. And none of that was happening. I actually like cried in that moment. I just sat there. I was, you know, just, I think I just was moved by like what I was missing. And, I think I was bummed too because before the shutdown, it felt like we had a lot of energy and momentum, and not that we didn't, but it was it's just yeah. different now, you know. No, but I think I go back to what you're saying. Like you've said this in our conversations that we've had multiple times. That we lament the things that we thought we were supposed to have, and like like that's where often we get stuck in. Yeah, uh, just a period of lament and understanding and trying to figure out where exactly. We're headed and, and to be honest though 
<laughs> I'm at a moment right now where I'm like excited again. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. I think maybe it's the change in weather, you know, spring where summer is, we've got little teases of it. Mm-hmm. And now we're still in winter. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just excited about, uh, you know, we've, we, we have some exciting opportunities to connect with our young people planned this summer. And I'm just excited about, I don't know, new ways we can dream up of our being together going mm-hmm. forward and things that have yet to um, reveal themselves. True. True. Uh, await us. Now, that's not the only thing that's exciting, especially for you. <laughs> for those of you who haven't heard, uh, Reverend Johnson, you are headed where? I am headed to East Tennessee. What? <laughs> so I have got, in the real words, I got a new job. Uh, in the Presbyterian words, I accepted a new call. <laughs> and so I am headed to Johnson City, Tennessee. I leave one first pres to join another first pres. <laughs> <laughs> I will get the chance to be their associate for youth, college, and young adults. That is amazing. Well, first off, congratulations. <laughs> that I mean, it's, it's exciting, you know. And secondly, what are you most looking forward to? I think I'm most looking forward to being back with youth and young adults full-time yeah like I've done a lot of that in my short tenure (laughs) prior to this point and so I was a youth director I was a youth leader for a long time and and so it's always been a part of who I am and the work that I've done and so it's it's partly your return to what what I've known in some ways a return home headed back to the south where my family is and getting back into things that I knew and, and really knew <laughs> before. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm I'm ready to get back into it. Yes. Get back to that warmer weather, I'm guessing. Listen, I am so ready for <laughs> the hot southern summers. <laughs> but not many people can say that, but I am so ready for it. I believe it. I believe it. And this is why I'm a Michigan through and through, because I love the winters. No, no. I love it. Well, when I was a fellow in upstate New York, which is a similar position to our resident ministry program here, my we had a coach. My coach shared some questions with the cohort that I was a part of. And so I thought, well, you know, these are really important questions to consider in a transition. So I thought, you know, let's put Kayla in the spot. And the three questions I have for you to consider and reflect on with us today. Number one, what do you need to leave behind? Number two, what do you need to bring with you in this transition? And number three, what will I need to add? What will you need to add? Well, I mean, I don't think I have any answers for any of those questions right at this moment, but I'm going to think about some things that maybe will help me get to the answer. I mean, if I'm thinking about what I need to leave behind, I think leaving behind was comfortable to me. Like. Mm. For some reason, I'm thinking, like, you're going into this new place, this this thing that you haven't seen before, and in many ways, you're going to experience new firsts. 
Um, and so if I leave behind what's comfortable, I'm more receptive to what I walk into in many ways. I don't, I'm not sure what I need to bring with me, um, just because I'm thinking a lot about so many things I want to leave behind to give myself a fresh start. And I, and I haven't quite figured that part of it out. Like, what do I need to bring? With I thought, me? I thought you, I thought for sure you were going to say your PS4. <laughs> Wait, your PS4 or PS5? PS4. PS5 is too expensive. That's true. That's <laughs> but um, no, I mean, part of it is like, you know, transitioning from one home to the next, you get rid of the things that no longer work or aren't in good shape and, yeah. you know, stuff that you don't really want to think about anymore. And you start to buy new things and get new stuff and replace the old thing that's broken that you've been holding on to for six months. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of think about what I need to add. Um, and it's kind of one of those things about leadership. Like, what do you need to add to yourself to be a better mm. leader? Um, what what pieces need to fall into place for that to look differently? And so that's kind of what I've been thinking about. It and and <laughs> as I say, I don't really have a full answer to hey, the question. That's a wise posture to have with those questions to to be open to where they might lead. I so say you're trying to stump me. That's what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> so I think if we're thinking about those three questions and that posture of being open and receptive. Since you've had time to think about this since you've been here, I, I want to ask you, what have you brought with you in your transition to here? That's a great question. Um, I think for me, you know, I just had to, I recently was able to visit uh, the west side of the state, visit my family a little bit. And uh, one of the things I really wanted to do was meet with one of my mentors, um, well, it's actually two of them. They're a couple pastor. They both serve a church mm-hmm. in uh, Zealand, Michigan. If you're ever in Zealand, Michigan, you should check out Second Reformed Church, <laughs> served by Pastor Miriam and Eric Barnes. They're a great team. But one of the things that um, I did when I was at New York is I met once a month via like Zoom or sometimes it was just a phone call with with Miriam. And she really was there to sort of just talk with me about what I, what I was experiencing that month. And I can't tell you how valuable that was. Because at first, when I was in New York, I hated it. <laughs> I'm sorry for all my peeps in New York. I love y'all. But I was struggling. You know, I was moving from Holland, Michigan, which is, if you've been to Holland, it's a little bit more, you know, it has a city feel, but not really at all. You know, it's just like mm. a big town, like a really, really big town. <laughs> it's got the beach. You know, we got, oh, sorry. I know you say that's not the beach. beach. We got Lake Michigan, you know, but it's a good, it's a good spot to be. Uh, my family's there. You know, I moved to upstate New York. It was a rural, small town ministry. I missed my friends. <laughs> I missed being close to a coffee shop. I really struggled. Some of the other dynamics to pastoral ministry that I, I struggled early on with. And it was just helpful to have somebody to walk through that with and to ask me questions. And what that gave me was the ability to pause, um, take the balcony view, and really kind of just taking some perspective. And I think that's something that I really tried to bring with me uh, in all that I do in my ministry is, mm. is is slow down, be willing to ask myself some questions and try to take the balcony view. What's what's going on down there? It makes me think, do you have to leave things behind each month? You know, like you've been here about the same amount of time I've been here, probably a little bit longer. But, you know, this idea of 
when you go to the next place or even the next season in life like what what do you leave behind what drops off oh, i think you're 100 percent right you always i think have to be reevaluating these questions and and that it's a good question of you know what do you leave behind what do you need what do you need to carry on what what do you need to let go of mm-hmm. and you know one of the things i try to do with our youth ministry and and um really just a ministry in general is is do some analysis and, and i'm not talking like you know throwing up some charts although that might not be a bad thing <laughs> but like really you know how you can't know where you're going or where god might be leading you if you're really not evaluating and sitting with where you've been mm, that'll preach and so you know you just gotta sit with it and sometimes you just gotta say all right we might not need to do that anymore you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that might be hard because it often is. Change is never easy. No, it it's is. like it's like one of the things that we have always done as leaders is take like a spiritual gifts test, and they always say yes that it will change as you change. And so that's what I'm thinking about. You know, the amount of times that we've taken these things, and it might have shifted to one area more than the other other over time, but what is always consistent is like kind of the core things about you. Yes. And so even if you're letting go and leaving some things behind, some of those core things are still there. So this also happens to be a transition for the faith beats podcast. This episode, of course, marks the end of our first season. (laughs) So this summer we plan to take a little hiatus, but uh, we'll be back with season two. Season two. In September. (laughs) And yes, we are definitely going to miss you, Reverend Johnson. We're going to miss your laughter, your uh, poking fun at me, of course. Somebody's got to do it. (laughs) Somebody has to. But we're excited to have uh, a number of different voices lined up to join me as co-hosts and guests in the fall. And who knows? We might have another episode with Reverend Johnson in the books here. And, uh, you know, might have to have a special episode with uh, Reverend Johnson in the future. I think my schedule's booked that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, even though we're going to be on hiatus this summer, we plan to offer several different special episodes this summer. And what what we mean by that is they're going to be kind of these one-off type things. Um, if you receive communications from First Pres, you should have heard by now that our summer festival of worship gatherings are happening over several dates this summer. So we invite you to join us. On three Saturdays this summer for Jazz Vespers, three Tuesdays for Tizay, three Wednesdays for a worship around the fire, and three Thursdays for a guided meditation at the Hillix Labyrinth. Check out our website for the specific dates and times. But for those three dates with guided meditations, we are planning three special episodes to focus on spiritual practices. And we have some exciting guests joining us for those episodes. So as we have to say goodbye for now with our wonderful host, Reverend Kayla Johnson, we have much to look forward to, as do you, Kayla, in future ministry in Tennessee. We wish you the best in this next chapter of your life. Oh, look at you trying to be nice. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. No, I mean, I've had a great time here in Ann Arbor. It has looked a lot differently, as everyone keeps telling me, than what it's normally supposed to look like. Um, But for me, it's it's what it is I didn't know what it was before or what it was supposed to be and so I've had the chance to do that part of my ministry here and so in the words of Winnie the Pooh which I like to say 
how good it is to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. Mm. Like, you know, how good is that? So mm. that's, that's our beautiful. time for today. And that is it for this season. But guess what? Faith Beats will be back this fall with season two. Keep an eye out for some promos and our special episodes this summer. And don't forget, Faith Beats is a podcast about the questions of life and rhythms of faith, community, and imagination through the narrative lens of storytelling, arts, and spiritual practices. We want to thank you for listening today. I'm Reverend Mark Matis. And I'm Reverend Kayla Johnson. Be sure to visit our website, faithbeats.com, for links, other notes, maybe even a small farewell for me. And tell others about Faith Beats, but we'll be looking forward to hearing from you all in season two. This episode of Faith Beats is brought to you by First Presbyterian Church of Ann Arbor, where we aim to make God's love visible. 